Psalm 107 verse 2 says this, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. This week on the Bible Tract Echoes broadcast, we are answering your questions. And today, Brian from Virginia asked this question, Micah, how did you come to know Christ? I'm so excited to share my personal testimony of salvation today on the Bible Tract Echoes radio program. I'm so thankful for the fact that you would be a part of our broadcast today. It truly does mean a lot that you'd be listening. Throughout this week, we've been answering your questions. Questions and some answers. And I'm excited to answer this particular question in just a moment, how I came to know Christ. Before we jump into that, though, I'd like to share an anecdote, to share a tract story. It's been a little while on the program since I've shared the letters from the front, we've called them stories from people just like you about how you use gospel tracts. We'll probably jump into that a little bit more next week. But today, I have one from very close to home, meaning My wife, she texted me the other day and said, here's something you might want to use on the radio. You see, my wife and my oldest daughter, Emmy, were out at the dollar store. I can't remember if it's a Dollar Tree or Dollar General, what it was, but one of those stores that has everything for a buck and they also have balloons. I make mention of that because my daughter loves balloons balloons. Whenever she sees them, she asks, may I have a balloon? And when we have the opportunity, we try to accommodate her. She enjoys that. And if she is a good girl and she obeys and all of those things, we try to reward her, try to use some positive reinforcement, of course. And so there we are. I should say there she is, my wife and my daughter at the dollar store. She sees the balloons, starts talking about them. And my wife tells me that the manager overheard my daughter talking about those balloons. And she offered very kindly to give her some balloons for free. Now, she did not have to do that. I'm not sure why she felt the need to. She said that my daughter was being a good girl. And so I'm very thankful that she was being a good testimony and carrying the McCurry name proudly there at the dollar store. Realized she's only three and a half years old. So I was very thankful for how good she was apparently being. And so this lady offered her these balloons. It gave the opportunity for my wife to interact with the manager there and talk about things of the Lord for just a moment or two. And as she left, she had some other errands that she had to run. My wife did. She left with that lady a brand new gospel track that we are producing here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. You can actually go to our website, BibleTracksInc.org, and get the very latest and newest gospel track. It's called this, It Was a Pleasure to Meet You. It was a pleasure to meet you. And on the inside, it points out that if I had a few more minutes to engage you, to talk to you about things of a relationship with Christ's nature, if I could have a chance just to talk about the goodness of God with you, if I had just a few more minutes, here's what I'd tell you about Jesus Christ and his love. It was a pleasure to meet you as a free gospel track, as all of our tracks are, from right here at Bible Tracks, Inc. in Bloomington, Illinois. I'd encourage you, just like my wife did, get some of those. Now, you may say, hold on a second. If it's brand new, how did your wife have some? Well, I gave her some of the early release, okay? I gave her a limited edition version, the very first ones off the press, but they are now available for you as well. And so, go to BibleTracksInc.org today if you would. I would love love, love for you to use this particular gospel track. It's brand new. I think you'll appreciate the sentiment inside. Now, we're going to turn our attention, if we can, to maybe more than just one question, but the first question that came up from Brian in Virginia. Brother Micah, 
how did you come to know Christ? That's a great question and one I'm very happy to answer. I had the privilege of growing up in a Christian home, but let me say this right off the bat. My parents being Christians and my parents' relationship with Christ has no bearing on where I will spend eternity. I am not saved because my parents are. I do not automatically get access to heaven and a lifetime, or should I say an eternity, in heaven with Christ just because I grew up in a Christian home. Now, my parents took me to church every time the doors were open. The churches that we attended normally had services Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, and often had special services, different things, missions, conferences, revival services, all these different things. In short, we were there every time the church doors were open. I'm pretty sure we were there more than the janitor. It didn't matter what the service was, we went to church. But guess what? That did not save me. That has no redemptive power, church attendance. The only thing, the only way I can express to you, especially from a biblical perspective, and I'm giving you Bible here today, is my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, not some works of myself. Ephesians tells us it's not of works lest any man should boast. No, friend, it is faith and trust in Jesus Christ and him alone. Not even baptism will save you. Baptism is a good thing. It's the first step of obedience after becoming saved. But can I tell you, if you don't accept Christ and you get baptized, then all you are are wet. You are not saved. So we've talked previously on this broadcast about many things that do not save you, but I'd like to give you my personal testimony. My parents couldn't save me. Church attendance couldn't save me. Good works couldn't save me. None of these things could. But here's what happened. Many years ago, when I was a young boy, we were at a church in Monterey Bay, California. It was a Wednesday evening, and the pastor preached. And I'm not sure, to be honest with you, I can't recall whether he mentioned in depth the fact that if I did not accept Christ, that I would not get access to heaven, that I would spend an eternity in hell, as the Bible says. But for some reason, God impressed upon my heart. And I am the least worthy of salvation. As far as I know, I'm the greatest sinner I know. But for some reason, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I needed to accept Christ. And I did that night. I was led to the Lord by my junior church teacher. And so it's such a privilege to know that. But can I tell you, friend, it's good news. It's great news. It's the best news. But it's only good news if you accept it in time. Under the sound of my voice right now, There are people that probably would say, I don't have a testimony like that. There has never been a time and a place in my life that I called upon God, repented of my sin, accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Let me pause here and say, you don't have to have the same testimony as me. Some people were saved out of, out of a life of crime, out of a life of maybe drug use, out of a life of all these different types of things. And some would say, that's a great testimony. Can I tell you, the best testimony is knowing that you are saved. It doesn't matter what life you were saved out of. If you were saved as a young boy or girl out of a Christian home, if you were saved from the, the back streets, the, the mean streets of the city you came from, it doesn't matter as long as you have a testimony of salvation. And so if you're listening right now, and you don't have that testimony, 
I so appreciate Brian from Virginia asking this question, giving me the opportunity to share with you my personal testimony, but then ask you the same question. God forbid something were to happen to you. Do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt where you would go when you die? If you don't, let me draw the net. I don't do this often. Maybe I should do it more on the broadcast, but I'm going to take a moment here and say this. There are four simple things that you must understand if you would like to accept Christ. Number one, you must know that you are a sinner. To be honest, I think that every truthful person under the sound of my voice knows that. We are all sinners. What does that mean? That means we do things wrong. Let me give you an illustration. If a major news network, ABC, CBS, NBC, were to commission a show about you, on their network, we're going to run a show. Let's say your name is uh, Johnny, and we're going to run the Johnny show. And what that means is we're going to follow you around with cameras every day, every hour of every day, see everything you do. But more than that, we have a new technology, and it can read your brainwaves. It can actually tell what you're thinking. We're not only going to broadcast to everyone 24-7 a day what you do, but also what you think about. Can I ask you, would there be some things and some thoughts that you would have or do that you would be mortally ashamed of? I know for me, being fully transparent, I would. We all would. Every one of those thoughts, every one of those actions that you would be ashamed of, the Bible calls them sin, unrighteousness. We don't measure up to God's standard. Number one, we're all sinners. Number two, there's a penalty for our sin. It doesn't matter if you've sinned egregiously, if you're a quote-unquote horrible sinner. It doesn't matter how bad of a sin. All it takes is one sin. How many times do you have to rob a bank to be called a bank robber? Just once. You don't have to get into the multitudes or the dozens or even two. One time and you become a bank robber. How many times do you have to sin to be known as a sinner in God's eyes? Just once. Number one, we're all sinners. Number two, there's a penalty for our sin. Number three, Jesus Christ paid that penalty. This is where the good news begins. Jesus Christ paid the penalty on an old rugged cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. How can we get that gift though? Well, number four, all we must do is accept. If you can accept that free gift, that doesn't sound like a whole lot, does it? Imagine I come over to your house for your birthday party and I hold out a gift to you. At what point does that gift transfer ownership? It's when you accept it. If I'm standing there with outstretched arms holding it in my hands, it's still mine. It can have your name written on it. It can have a bow on it. But until you take it, if you say, no, I don't want that, and I turn around, get in my car, and drive away with that gift in the seat beside me, whose gift is it? It's still mine. Jesus Christ is offering a free gift for you, to you, today. Would you believe? Would you accept? Number one, we're all sinners. Number two, there's a penalty for our sin. Number three, Jesus Christ paid the penalty. And lastly, this, because he paid the penalty, all we have to do is ask for forgiveness. Ask him to come into our life. Take control of who we are. Become our Lord and Savior. Ask him to take you to heaven when you die. The Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. That's the gospel, the death, 
the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you're willing to believe that and furthermore, accept it, not just a head knowledge, but a heart knowledge. If you're willing to do that, you can get saved today. You say, you know, I have more questions or I'd like to let you know, Micah, I've accepted that. I made a choice, a conscious choice today to do that. Here's what you can do. You can text me. Let me know. Text me at 309-316-7240. I'd love to hear from you. 309-316-7240. I so greatly appreciate the fact that you would join us for this broadcast today. And I so appreciate the question. I meant to get to more than this one question about my salvation testimony, but there may be no more important question that we get asked throughout this time. The opportunity to share the gospel. Make sure you tune in for the remainder of this week as we answer and ask questions about Bible Tracks Incorporated. God bless. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.